What's up, you guys? You're listening to the podcast. It's all about balance with me, Hillary Downey. On this show, I'll teach you how to ditch fad dieting once and for all so you can quit gaining and losing the same weight over and over again, or get extreme diets that deprive you and don't work. With macro counting, you can learn how to lose weight eating the food you love. Pizza, cookies, and wine, it's all on the table. But we don't just talk about diet around here. We'll cover fitness, mindset, lifestyle habits, all of the important topics I had to address in my own 100-pound weight loss journey that you'll need to reach your goals as well. You deserve to look and feel your best, and I'm so excited to walk beside you and show you how. It's time to unlearn what you've been taught about weight loss and discover that it's truly all about balance. So let's go. All right, you guys, welcome back to the show. Today I have a guest. Hi, mom. Hi. All right, you guys, I'm really pumped. We purposely planned this episode because we want to talk to you guys about something that you're missing in your weight loss journey that is very, very important. And we are airing this episode while we're at the beach. So, Fast forward to the time that this comes out, Mom. We're going to be sitting on the beach. I know. Can't wait. Cannot Cannot wait. wait. Yep. What are you most looking forward to about the beach? Oh, sitting in my chair under the little canopy thing with a cold drink, like a pina colada from Whale's Tail, Mm -hmm. and a good book and music in my headphones. Totally. Just to relax, just to relax. Really. Totally agree. I'm super, super, super excited. And um, I'm excited because it's going to be fun. Like we're going to have so much fun. And that's something we've been, well, we've always done. (laughs) We (laughs) always have fun. I think like that's like when, when people talk about our relationship. They're like, well, your mother-daughter relationship so special. And I'm like, because we just have fun. Like, fun. Right. right, we have so much fun. And that really leads us into exactly what we want to talk to you guys about today, which is what you are missing in your weight loss journey. This like key ingredient. So drum roll, what are they missing in their weight loss journey? Having fun. Having fun, you guys. You have to have fun. Have to. Absolutely have to. And this was key to our success, which we're going to talk about. Uh, And as coaches now, we've worked with thousands of women. They've gone through our program. And there's just, there's always things that stand out about the women who have success. You know, you can't help but notice like patterns and things after you've coached for so long. And you know, the ones who are the most successful, who reach their goals and keep the weight off and all the things, they're they're having fun. They are yes. looking at it as fun. And so the biggest thing here to just start this conversation off is your mindset matters. And, you know, we talk about that so much on the show. You can know what to do, right? Like, obviously, there's sort of the technical, like, to-do list side of a weight loss journey, like logging your food and counting your calories and exercising. But that's just like one piece of the puzzle. And the other piece of the puzzle is your mindset around this. And if you're not having fun, 
And you're looking at your weight loss journey as this uh, just miserable experience. It's going to put like a dark cloud over you and over the whole experience. And, you know, that's just not a good place to be working from when you are trying to make significant changes in your life. And really this whole idea of having fun and enjoying your journey, it's not just key to your short-term success, but also to your long-term success. I always wonder what differentiates people who can learn to have fun in their journey and what we <laughs> like what what holds other people back. I know for me something I had to get rid of um to make it enjoyable, make it fun cuz I'll admit like when I started I didn't have this mindset. I had to kind of learn this. Um and so for me in order to make it fun, I really had to kind of break up with this mindset that everything I was doing was a chore. Did you have that? Like, did you feel like you had to do that too? Oh, absolutely. Because it, that's how I'd always approached dieting. It was a chore. It was like, here's a Monday. I've got to be on a diet. I've got to, you know, I can't eat this. And I remember I would go crazy the weekend before eating everything that I could think of that I wanted, that I knew I wasn't going to have. Because of course, all my diets were from the the point of des- of deprivation. And as I started to say desperation. <laughs> and that too. <laughs> and you know, that was kind of it too. I felt pretty darn desperate. Um, I did. And this time I took such a different approach that I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced that's why six years later, six plus years later, six, gosh, six and a half. I'm still happy. I still love what I'm doing. I'm successful. You know, I, I don't know. I, I do. Yeah. It was a chore. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to frame it as, like you said, like, okay, diet starts Monday, gotta throw everything out in the pantry, Mm -hmm. you know, no going out to eat, no having drinks, you know, no pizza, no, no sweets, you know, and that deprivation mindset. And also, yeah, looking at your habits as chores, like I have to go to the gym. And I think sometimes people think that this is kind of woo woo science, like, like your length, like, does it really matter your language? It really does matter. We talk about that inside of our self-made challenge program, which you can access inside of our app. It's, um, you can go through all the coursework, but one of the very first things we talk about is your language and your mindset and your language. And so one way that I had to really, you know, make this change was to start framing things differently. And I didn't believe it at first. That's the thing I will say. I didn't necessarily like believe that I was having fun and enjoying these things. I kind of had to like just start telling myself I was. Um, And then it started to become true for me. Like I started to be like, oh, yeah, I do get to, you know, go for this walk today while it's nice outside. And one thing I just said it. I get to, instead of, I used to say, I have to, Mm. I have to get up and go to the gym. Oh, I have to do that. And and I don't mean just in this journey, in life in general, everything was, oh, I have to. And that is such a negative, you Mm. know, feeling. And now to say, 
oh my gosh, I get to go to the gym today. I get to, you know, I get to go for a walk. I get, you know, total mindset change. Mm -hmm. And I think it can carry you over until you get to the point where you do believe it or you do feel that way. You know, it's like, it's kind of like the self-love thing. If you've never had self-love before, I'm not going to go off on another tangent, but if you've never had self-love before and you're, you know, having to change your self-talk to, no, I love myself, you know, at first it might be kind of hard to do that because you're so used to saying the opposite of those things to yourself, but eventually you start to believe it. So this is just like a common practice that I tell people, you know, you've got to think about first, like having the right mindset around this and telling yourself, this isn't like those deprivation diets I've done before. You know, with macros, there needs to almost be a level of appreciation, like truly like an attitude of gratitude that the diet that you have chosen is one of balance. Okay. So if you want to have cookies this week, guess what, girlfriend, you can work that into your plan. But you've got to remember that. Like, I think you've got to almost keep that at front of mind. Like, hey, I do a diet. I have a diet. I've chosen a diet approach that allows me to get to have foods that I love. So instead- It's my two pieces of chocolate every single morning. Exactly. And, every and looking forward to morning. it. Yes. Okay. So that's the perfect transition into what I want to talk about next, <laughs> which is how, how did we find joy in our habits? Because like we just told you guys, we didn't have it at first. So this isn't something that we went into it and we already had it. So, you know, we, we had this leg up on it. You can learn this. You can change your mindset around this. So- Curious how you found joy in your habits when it came to specifically things like cooking and, you know, meal planning, meal prepping, things like that. Like how for you, like how did you find joy or what what did you find joyful and positive and fun <laughs> about mm-hmm. like that part specifically? Specifically about cooking, I have grown up all my life loving to cook. I love food. I love putting foods together. I love creating recipes. You know, that is fun for me because I'm not creative. I don't paint. I don't, you know, write poetry. I don't compose music. So for me, cooking is my creative outlet. And what? (laughs) You're laughing at me. I just was like the arts. Like it just cried. I don't know why it just tickled me. I'm just having fun. I know, right. I know. It just I was, know. I don't know I mean, why. It got... know, and I'm not, I'm not athletic, you know, or yes. any of Well, I didn't think I was athletic. I am, but I didn't think so. But yeah. anyway, okay. So I, t- I, what I decided to do was to take all my old recipes that I absolutely love and convert them into healthier versions of what I was eating. Mm-hmm. And that for me was the most fun. And I know that sounds crazy or trying something new, you know, making a new dish from things that like beets, you know, I hated beets. Mm -hmm. And then I went to New York and I had that beet salad and I went, you know what? I can make that salad. I can make that salad. I can make it healthier. And I came home and recreated it. So that's, you know, that was, that's fun for me. Yeah, can I ask you a question because I think a lot yes. of people um might be curious how 
What was your process for like swapping, like making those dishes lighter? Was it like trial and error to where you were like, yeah, like trying different things, like a lighter version of something and then seeing if it worked and if it didn't. So you kind of had to use like a trial and error process with that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what I would do is I would say I'm making lasagna. So I would use lean ground, leaner ground beef, like 96% lean ground beef. I would use, I'm not big on fat-free cheeses and things like that, but I would use reduced fat cheese, reduced fat uh, ricotta, and not as many noodles. And so I would make the dish, I would log it, make it, and, you know, I mean, sometimes it was half of what it had been before, because when I used to make my lasagna, I used regular 80% ground beef. I also added... um, Italian sausage to it, you know, and I'm using full fat and gobs of cheese. Well, you know what? You just don't need all that cheese. So I I did. It was it was very much trial and error and learning. And, you know, it it was Mm -hmm. fun. It was a learning process, though. Yeah. And we hear so many women come up against like, well, I've got to feed a family. And I'm like, okay, the macros are perfect for you. You're going to love this because I promise you like the dishes that your family loves, like you can either lighten them up in ways that I'll tell y'all, I'm going to admit something here. I, and mom, I know you did this too, but like I'll lighten things up. I'm telling you, my family doesn't know. Okay. And I'm not talking a big, huge, significant difference. Like the time that you tried to feed me vegan hot dogs. Do you remember? And that was my vegetarian phase. Oh, okay. I'm going to tell the story really quick. Mom went through some... Okay, so speaking of her fad diet, she, she went through this phase where she was going to be a vegan. And for what reason? I don't... Well, okay, you are an animal lover, but whatever. Besides the point, she, she was going to trick us into making these vegan hot dogs and the best part of the story is my brother <laughs> was having like the timing is impeccable you had to do it when like he's having friends over to spend the night and you're wow. cooking hot dogs for them too you couldn't have possibly gotten like a pack of normal hot dogs for them so everybody gets vegan hot dogs and everybody's just you know you just tell something's different before you bite into it <laughs> everybody's just looking at it like hmm so we all like go to our room to eat like away from the kitchen and I just remember everyone like throwing them out the <laughs> opening the back window and throwing them out and being like mm, thanks like <laughs> It was so funny, you guys. Okay, so all of this to say, you can make little swaps, you guys. Like, seriously, I think oftentimes, like, we overcomplicate that. And, you know, those dishes that your family loves, you can lighten them up. And that's something I know I did that as well, like chicken and dumplings and, you know, Southern, (laughs) those Southern recipes, lightening them up a little bit. And yeah, it does take some, some trial and error and a little bit of creativity. But let me tell you, if you don't want to do that, for one, we've got lots of good recipes in our app that are lightened up. So check that out. But here's what I would do because I wasn't as much like, okay, let's trial and error it. As much as I love cooking, I don't, I'm not quite on your level with all of that. And so I would literally go into Google and I would type in whatever I was looking for. So chicken and dumplings plus sign. I didn't know. I don't know. Do you still need a plus sign in Google? Did we ever need one? I don't even know. Anyways, plus, and then I would put like healthier version or 
light or something. And I promise you, especially nowadays, this was a decade ago. I promise you 5 million Pinterest things will pop up. And so you don't have to do the work on it. Like I'm telling you, it's out there. I mean, it truly was. I would go in and, you know, that's where I found so many recipes. And then I would take their recipes and change them, you know, to, to be my recipes because I might not exactly care for the ingredients, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And for, for those of you who are going, okay, I hate cooking. I hate cooking. So stop trying to find the joy in cooking. This is what I tell people all the time. It's the same thing with exercise, which we'll talk about here in just a sec. Quit trying to do things you don't like to do. If you're, if you don't find cooking joyous, I I would always say like, give something a try, like see if you can like pull out a little bit of joy with this. If you're just like, I hate this, guess what? Get it done in and out as fast as you can. And for a lot of ladies inside of our app community, they use things like Home Chef. I don't, is that what it's called? Home Chef. And what are the other ones? Like HelloFresh. And nowadays, nowadays in stores, you have like, in our deli section at Kroger, we have those like meal kits. And so if you don't, in fact, I had somebody on my Q&A yesterday post and say like, what if you don't like cooking? You don't have to cook. Like stop trying to force yourself. Like otherwise you're going to be miserable in this journey because you're going to just feel like you have to do these things. Find quick and easy ways to get it done, get the job done, and then move on with it. I'll tell y'all, as much as I do enjoy cooking, truly, I, I I love cooking, I absolutely do not care for meal prepping. And it's because to me, it feels like a chore. It's a little bit of a, a task that's like, you got to get it done. And so for me, with meal prepping, one thing that I do is I use something called habit stacking. If you've read the book, Atomic Habits, he talks about this. And we we actually have a little like, blurb lesson on it in the self-made challenge. But essentially with habit stacking, like what you're doing is you are stacking together a habit you don't really care for (laughs) with a habit that you do like. So what I do is I use Sunday meal prep as a time to either listen to an audiobook that I'm really into or listen to a podcast. And sometimes I'll do music as well. Just kind of depends on my mood. But I'm I'm kind of stacking this thing that I enjoy to make the less than desirable <laughs> task a little more fun. So that's another thing that you can do. Um, another thing to me with my habits that I had to do was I kind of had to look at macros as fun. I had to just frame it as fun. And I'll be honest, I always felt like it was fun. Did you, did you like feel like macros were fun? Yes, I did. I, I it was like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I same. love puzzles. You know, I love trying to piece something together. Yeah, I thought I thought the same thing. I, I found it fun. And it was, again, going back to that attitude of gratitude. I was like, okay, I get to eat the foods that I love. So it was like this little mission that I was on to try and fit those things in to my day or my week and make it fun. So, you know, the big thing with exercise and having fun with it, I know I kind of already mentioned this, but you have to find something you like. You have to. I mean, it's not going to be sustainable if you, I mean, I know like you might find that you can like tough something out for a while, right? But like 
eventually you're just going to start skipping, quitting altogether, because you're not going to live in misery with that. So you've got to try and make the exercise part fun too, right? I remember, you know, of course, my joints, you know, they're older joints. And, you know, I had carried a lot of weight and I was still carrying a lot of weight. And I remember, you know, people would say, well, just go swimming. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> if y'all knew how much mom <laughs> hated water. water, it's like throwing a cat in a bathtub. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I, I remember thinking, well, this, you know, well, just do aqua aerobics or do aqua Zumba or no, 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 no. And so, you know, I had to find something that I loved. And of course, I had no idea because I had not exercised in 20 years. I didn't know what I liked anymore. As it turned out, it was what I liked before dancing. And, you know, now the weightlifting is all new for me, but I love it. And uh, walking, I love walking. So you've got to find if you don't do what you enjoy, you won't do it. You will stop. Exactly. And I think sometimes people put themselves into a box with this. We have ladies sometimes who are like, I don't care for strength training. And I'm like, well, have you tried different forms of strength training? Because you might just hear lifting weights and you might not realize there's a lot of different ways to do that between just following like a basic like strength training program, CrossFit, powerlifting, you know, classes. Yeah, TRX classes that incorporate weights. I mean, there's so many options. So I think people just sort of stop at like strength training. Oh, I don't like weights, but there's different options. Well, I think we're overwhelmed and intimidated too. Oh, absolutely. There's so many. Because I certainly, I mean, I I was with just the pure thought of, I mean, all I could think is these people are lifting, you know, lifting weights. And I didn't realize there, there were other aspects of weightlifting and strength training that, you know, yeah. Now I do lift weights, but you know, before just if someone had said I was going to go in and have to lift weights on my own, I, I would never have gotten started. So that's where a trainer is very helpful. Even if you just do it for a certain period of time to get you on the road to doing it and that was, know how to do it. That was my next point too is having somebody else there. You know, I think that we as humans by nature, we like connection. And whether it be a trainer that you're connecting with over this or a community. So that's where like group classes, I think really come in or a community like inside of our app, you know, you see ladies posting their workout. It's like, oh yeah, like I want to go get glutes and guns done, which by the way, I'm so sore. I am so I'm so (laughs) sore. Guys, this new program inside of our app. Okay. I don't know what's more sore, my glutes or my guns. But again, like uh, all of us doing it together, you know, it's like everyone's doing it. We all are experiencing. Yeah. We're all experiencing the same thing. And so that makes it more enjoyable. It makes it more fun. Again, it might not be that you love strength training, but if you've got something that's tying you to it, that makes it more fun, then I just think that's so helpful in community or an accountability partner. Mom and I've been working out together and it's just, you know, and I'm going to give you props on something. (laughs) Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Take them. Um, 
So when I first started, I wanted to do Zumba, but I didn't want to go by myself. Oh yeah. And dance is not Hillary's. Like I don't like swimming. Mm-hmm. Well, my girl doesn't like dance. So there we go. And I was a cheerleader. God love not a her. She went with me for weeks, months, um, until I felt comfortable enough to go by myself. And, you know, yeah, having an accountability partner, someone you can look at and, you know, laugh and yep. that. We laughed a lot. <laughs> we laughed a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. But it was fun. It was fun. Oh my gosh. And I honestly, that you, it's funny you say that. That's why I kept going. I mean, it was for you too, of course. But I will say what really kept me going is that it was fun. Like we did have fun doing it. I knew I was doing something good for myself. Was it my workout of choice? No, it, it truly wasn't. I would much rather be strength training by myself in solitude but it was fun and we made it fun and it was um, an added layer of accountability. And again, if you're enjoying what you're doing, you're going to keep doing it and you're going to, it's going to make the ride. That was in the sort of the height of our weight loss journey too, like at that mm-hmm. time. So when you're in the thick of it, you know, when you are truly trying to change your body composition, you got to have that fun in there. It just, it's going to tether you to keep going. And, um, and so yeah, exercise and finding joy there is definitely key. And for me, it was strength training and I, I did, I tried it all. <laughs> I tried tried. I had a brother who was like big into powerlifting and he did CrossFit. And I like, I tried the things, but for me, the, like the programs inside of our app, I like to have, you know, a list of exercises that I'm going to go in. I'm going to put my headphones in. That's my alone time. That's my sort of self-care in a lot of ways. And it's fun to me. I walk out of it feeling better overall. And so, you know, finding what works for you and sticking to it. And the other thing to find joy in in this journey, because we always talk about nutrition, we always talk about exercise, but at Balanced by Hillary, a key concept is this third part, um, which attributes a lot to your journey and that is your self-care. So I'm curious, like this is about doing the things that you love that make you feel good about you. How did you work in like joy and fun when it came to self-care? Well, every single morning I get up and, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but I have routines and that's part of my self-care. I get up, I open my blinds, I turn on my lights, my lamps in my living room. I, you know, get take care of my cats and my dog. I start my coffee pot. I get my chocolate, my journals, my coffee. And that is my time. And it makes me feel very powerful that I have these routines in place. In fact, my Instagram, I think today or is one of one day this week. It was on routines and it was how valuable I feel by having routines. So for me, for my self-care, a lot of it is having these routines in place. It is my chocolate. It is reading, you know, a favorite book. Um, It is going for a walk outside when it's beautiful. Um, Those are things that make me feel good. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So I have to ask you something about this. I'm curious. So 
I've always looked at routines as like we're big on habit building and and like we're talking about atomic habits and we talk about this in the self-made challenge again. But I have always seen routines. It is synonymous to me with living with intention. And I think that for so long, you and I both had this experience of waking up and our day ran us. We were running late. We were, you know, flying by the seat of our pants. There was no intention behind, you know, what we were going to do as far as our food or taking care of ourselves. And so, you know, we call it routines, but I really have always viewed it as you are living with intention. And yeah, and well, and I just feel like nothing says self-love like living an intentional life. I think that when you're letting life drag you by the heels, you know, down the hallway, just a <laughs> visualization I just had. Me and my visualizations inside of the self challenge content. I like I went back and watched it all like a few weeks after and I was like <laughs> These are really funny. Some of the just like descriptions, but like, I'm so visual. Like I literally feel like, you know, when you aren't living with intention, your life is just pulling you along and you're just running you. And that is never going to be a good thing. It's, it doesn't feel good. It feels like you're out of control and you are, you don't have control. Yeah. Your life, what the circumstances of your life are controlling you. Yeah. And, you know, yes, I was late every morning to work. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I grabbed fast food and took it to work with me. I ran out at lunch because I didn't have time to pack a lunch. I would run out to Sonic or McDonald's or Taco Bell, wherever, grab lunch on the way home. Oh, forgot to take the ground beef out that I was going to cook tonight. Have to, you know, and now, no, that I never, I'm never late. I wake up every morning at like 5.30. But, you know, I think once life gets out of control, it is so overwhelming that I think you're anxious, you're depressed, you know, you you just don't know where to start. And now that my life is so, you know, in control that I do have these routines and I do live, live with intention. I like that. I'm going to start using that. Mm-hmm. I love my life. <clears throat> it's wonderful. Isn't it funny? People think of these habits that we engage in, like, you know, exercising, meal prepping, logging your food as like they, it can be seen, like if you don't quite understand it, right? Like outside looking in as not fun. And mm-hmm. what's ironic to me is being disciplined allows me to have more fun. I feel like when I am flying by the seat of my pants and I'm not in control, I'm not having fun. And that out of control feeling like I don't have a grasp on my day or my habits or my health, I don't I don't have fun when I'm doing that. Like I feel like I'm merely surviving. So I've seen this in the health industry and the self uh, improvement industry and the podcasts and things that I listen to mentors and things talk about discipline. It opens you up to all of these great things. But if you don't see it that way, if you aren't viewing it that way, then you're going to view it as this net, like we were talking about in the beginning, this negative thing, like, oh, I can't have an I da 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 da. And it's like, no, it's quite the opposite. (laughs) It truly 
is. And for me, self-care is, it's funny, we didn't talk about this beforehand, like what our answers kind of were to some of these Mm -hmm. little prompts. But to me, same thing, my self-care, how I have fun is that I have a plan for myself. So for me, self-care is, it, it truly like where I find the joy in it is having an intentional life and having like a game plan because there were, there have been periods of time. And I experienced, I re-experienced this during the COVID years because I built up this really good discipline, you know, when the boys were little at the start of my, you know, going through my weight loss journey. And then COVID really threw me off my game. I know you kind of experienced the same thing. I'm just, everybody listening is probably like, I can relate. And so for me, I lost that sense of like routine and intention. So I had to re-find you know, what, what that meant for me and the joy in it. And so used to, I had this idea that the joy, and this is going to perfectly move us into this next part, but I used to think the joy, you know, I used to think like joy and fun and what it kind of came out of the COVID era was like going and having drinks all the time and eating out all the time. But what I found is that that ended up not being joyous because I didn't have healthy boundaries around it. Like I had learned them before, but then the whole COVID era threw me for a loop because I got out of those routines. And so it just wasn't even joyous anymore. So I have found that living with intention, having a plan and sticking to it, being disciplined does bring me, you know, joy. And I have more fun when I'm doing that because mainly I feel like you used a good word, but it it makes you feel empowered. It makes you feel like you are kind of thinking from that like higher version, like future version of yourself with that whole like delayed gratification of, you know, yeah, I'm not going to go get, you know, the chips and salsa and the drinks right now because I'm having it all week next week, you know? Right Right now, I'm going to stick to the plan. I'm going to be disciplined. And like that empowerment, that intention feels good. And when it comes to self-care and fun for me, I had to learn that it doesn't have to be indulgent. You know, I think that for a long time, I did turn to food and drink as a way to have fun and, and, you know, that that leads me into the next thing. We're going to talk about travel and weekends as we're kind of starting to wrap this up. It, it's one of those things ladies will message me all the time or I'll pull everyone on social and they'll say like what is holding them back <laughs> is weekends and things like travel. And so full transparency, mom and I traveled and had like weekend fun our entire weight loss journey. Yes. Now, there were boundaries we're going to talk about, but we had fun, right? I mean, oh, I all those Fayetteville trips, all the, you know, we went to hot, hot springs. springs. I had, it was, I shared it in my memories today that we were at the pool at the Arlington and hot springs and we were having drinks and we were having fun. So how, how do you feel like we did that? Like, how do you feel like we created balance to where, because again, we were still pretty, we were in the weight loss journey. You know, it's, I'm not, we're not talking about like maintenance mode. Eventually that happened too. But like, even in our weight loss journey, we were at mojitos on the patio celebrating Cinco de Mayo and we were having so much fun. I never once, never one time did I go, I'm missing out. I'm missing out. And so many ladies, 
So many ladies that I talk to, they tell me that's my fear is that I'm by by putting boundaries around these things, by saying I'm not going to, you know, go do all these things on the weekend, I'm not going to be having fun. So what do you think? Like, how do you think we uh, we created a good balance there? I think for one thing, one thing you and I have always done is we still worked out. Yes. When we went to a new city or, you know, if we were in Fayetteville, we would go to the Fayetteville Athletic Club. We would walk the lake, you know, the trail around the lake. We, if we stayed in the hotel, we would use the hotel gym. We walked everywhere we went. We walked, we would walk downtown. We would walk down to Dixon street. We did a lot of walking. I think that, you know, that was very definitely in our favor during the journey. We also were very careful. I mean, we didn't, you know, just go, well, we're on vacation. We can eat and drink whatever we want. We didn't do that. We would go and we still focused on our protein. We would have an omelet for breakfast. Maybe we shared it. You know, we might share something, but we were still very cognizant of the fact that we had to hit our protein. We needed to work out. We needed to keep moving. You know, I mean, that was just part of it. Yes, we could have fun, but we couldn't. We had come so far. I don't think either one of us wanted to go back. No, and... To me, this is one of definitely one of those things that it kind of takes practice. I think that if you're used to going on trips or overindulging on the weekend, if that's what you're used to, well, then that's the habit you've created, right? Is like shutting off all your habits, shutting off your logging your food, shutting off what you've learned about, you know, hitting a protein goal and having balance and calories and, you know, moving your body. If you shut all that, off it's you don't trust yourself like i think a lot of ladies are like i just don't know that i can trust myself but it takes practice like it's one of those it's like a muscle that you have to flex like everybody has it and you've just got to do it a couple times and flex it a couple times to be like oh i can handle the weekend but you kind of got to do it a few times like you're not going to build that confidence with yourself that you can do it without flexing the muscle but we did have Fun. And so oh, I think the biggest thing is when when we're talking about like from the exercise standpoint, one thing that we did is we really truly looked at a lifestyle change. And I will say, like when I started, I had no idea that this was going to become my career. <laughs> okay. Like I you don't have to be into fitness, into nutrition, like to make it your lifestyle. Mom didn't, you know, she didn't work in this business with me until just, you know, here recently. And so this idea that you got to become some like gung-ho obsessed with fitness person in order to see success, that's not what we're saying. Now, if you do love, I love, 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 love exploring gyms and other cities. It's like this fun, like, it's kind of like going to fancy restaurants and checking out the bathroom. Remember this obsession that I had? I'm like, I got to go see how they're bad. I would rate the bathrooms at fancy restaurants because it's just like, I just, it's it was fun, right? Okay. So same thing with gyms. Like when I go to a gym out of town, like it's just fun. And so we did that. We would, you know, you get a day pass. Um, but even if that's not your thing, finding ways to be active. And I think on the weekends, like when you're at home, especially 
do something different, like switch it up, like go hike a mountain type vibes, like find ways to be active and move your body, like kick the soccer ball with your kids and call that your 30 minutes of exercise today. You know, it doesn't have to be as like regimented and routine as it is during the week. I think that that gives you a little bit of a break on the weekend without taking a break from your habits. You're still making it a lifestyle. And I really agree with what you were saying about I think people saw us having fun on these trips. And I think this is where people are like scratching their head, like, how are Hillary and Bridget doing this? And they see us eating, you know, there's this one picture in particular that's like popping into my mind of the brunch that we had at, or it was breakfast, I guess, at the Arlington, where I've got like three plates in front of me. Okay. (laughs) And it's because you had to take it all. Like there wasn't, there's don't think there was like tons of option and like you just kind of got it all and you just ate what you ate. But I had like a big old waffle. Um, I had, but I had this big plate of protein and fruit, and people and a mimosa. And people see that, and I'm that's so balanced, right? I've got my eggs. I've got this like sausage, right? I've got fruit, so I've got this good carbs. I've got the then my my fun was yeah the waffle. I didn't eat the whole waffle. I didn't eat until I was so stuffed that I couldn't breathe. Um, and I had my mimosa or two, who knows? And it it was enjoyable. But like, I wasn't just throwing everything I knew about nutrition out the window. And this is still true. As we look at this upcoming beach trip, you know, I'm not going, I'm moving into maintenance mode. So I'm out of this fat loss phase, but it's still the same thing where I'm looking at it as this is my lifestyle now. These are the habits that I've created. And I, I am still so grateful and thankful that I have created a diet that I've learned how to do that. I've learned how to have a balance, but in the throes of the weight loss, you know, having this mindset of still being on your habits and knowing what you, you know, knowing what your limits are and how to set those boundaries is so important to allow you to still have fun and still be able to enjoy it. And it takes trial and error. It takes flexing the muscle and learning. One thing that I really used is calorie cycling. And that just meant that I would allot a little bit more calories. I still do um, on the weekend and that they were a little bit lower during the week. And that just allowed me to know I could have a little more fun on the weekend. And yeah, picking and choosing those indulgences. And one thing for me that was really big was learning not to make it all about food and drink. I think Mm -hmm. for so long, did you do that too? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, it, it, yes, because when I would go out to eat, it was all about the food, all about the food, all about, you know, the drink. And yes, going and thinking, oh my gosh, the setting is so beautiful. Appreciating where I was, you know, talking to the person I was with, mm-hmm. actually connecting, you know, and of course, you know me, I'm going to make friends at all the tables all around me. And so, yes, absolutely. You know, the focus needed to be on things other than just the food and the drink, um, going, doing, you know, yeah. yeah. I agree. I feel like when I took it off of a pedestal, um, and again, I'm going to, I'm going to make this point. I think that this is a macros thing. I think when you diet differently and you create a balanced diet, this is where you can, 
I guess you can just kind of have this like peace of mind of like, okay, I don't have to eat all the things. This isn't really a special occasion uh, because if next week I want to have a cheeseburger, I can. So today I'm going to stay on the plan. Today I'm going to get the leaner option with the, you know, that fits into my macros for the day. But like next time, if I want to have the cheeseburger, I'm going to fit it in. I did that all the time. Like if I had a craving for something, but it didn't fit for the day, I would, you know, stay disciplined, but then I'd work it in. I mean, if I can't quit thinking about it, I'm going to have it. Right. It's that scarcity mindset. Yep. Yep. That restrictive um, diets create. Yes. Yes. Because always before I had, that was how I was. It was like, oh my gosh, well, I, you know, I'm going out to eat and I can't have, it was always the focus on what I couldn't have, never the focus on what I could have mm-hmm. because number one, because the diets I was on were so crazy that, you know, it, it was so limited as to what I could have. Mm-hmm. And now I can have anything, maybe not today, but no one is going to shut it off for me. It'll still be there next week or next month or tomorrow. Yeah, I totally agree. I I think that's t- to to just start framing this so differently for yourself because you're having to unlearn what you've been taught about dieting. It says it in the slogan of the podcast, you guys. We're here to help you unlearn. And it's hard when you're making the transition. You, you're used to deprivation for so long. And unfortunately, that's left these little scars where you are acting on it in, in a way that comes from that deprivation mindset, scarcity mindset of like, no, I've got to have the thing right now instead of being like, oh, it doesn't fit right now. I can have this later when it does fit in. So yeah, I mean, I think that when it comes to travel and weekends and and this big obstacle for a lot of ladies, realize that you can have fun. You can fit in the foods and the drinks. And, you know, a lot of times we used flexing on on those times where it was like, okay, we're we're forgetting about, you know, I'm not here to log every single thing. Mom always logs everything, but I might not be here to log. I'm like, every on 1,400 straight days of logging. She loves and logging. not counting my fitness pal that I did before. That's yeah. just yeah. the lose it app. So that is yeah. an achievement for sure. And some ladies I always tell people there's ladies who love to do it that way. And then there's people who are like, I love logging, but like, I'm, I'm good to take <laughs> time off. That's me. Uh, so yeah, I mean, finding the, the fun in, you can still relax. You can still enjoy these things, but looking at it from a place of, you know, you get to have food that you love and uh, discipline does make you feel good. It sets you up for sticking to the plan of what it is that you want for yourself. And it's not a bad thing uh, to be disciplined. So the last thing I want to talk about um, before we wrap this up is seeing progress and making that part fun. And certainly we're not um, ignorant to the fact that there are parts of like measuring progress that are not fun, you know, scale fluctuations, all the things we talk about, uh, you know, it's not the most fun part, but how did you incorporate like having fun? Cause I, I know for me personally, I looked at progress as fun. I had to, I had to, because if I, you know, if I wasn't having fun with seeing progress, I don't think I would have lost 100 pounds. I I truly don't. Like I almost gamified it in a lot of ways. I almost looked at it as this like 
video game adventure that I was going to, you know, get the scale down or fit into the, you know, dress or whatever it was. And I kind of removed, and this is, I'm not saying this easy, but I kind of removed like a lot of emotion around it because I felt like, well, I can have a little more fun with this if I'm not letting myself get super upset. And that's easier said than done. But how did you, like, how did you take like measuring progress and not just physical measurements, but also like, you know, showing up for your workouts and establishing those habits. How do you make that part of it fun? Something that can very definitely be seen as not fun. Right. Well, of course, you know, you know, my, this is like the teacher in me. I'm all about my gold stars. Mm -hmm. And well, now I have multicolored foil stars and they're so pretty, but I, in my planner, um, every time I work out, I put a star. So right now I'm I'm working out twice a day. I'm doing uh, strength training and then follow it with uh, a little cardio. And so I get two stars for that because it's two different workouts. I love, love opening my planner and seeing all those stars. I mean, mm-hmm. it just makes me feel good. And as far as like my body, it, what uh, my favorite thing was, um, I would buy a pair of jeans, a size too small. And I mean, not like, oh, I can barely get them. Like, no, I can't get them to button at all. They will not close. And then I would, you know, work like every month or, you know, every few weeks, I would try those on. And, you know, the day that I could button them. And I mean, that was such a joyous day. Mm -hmm. Then I would um, go and buy another pair. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I moved down. You know, it was, it was, that was great for me. I'm not big on measuring. I do love progress pictures, but for me, it was being able to get into those jeans. That was, that was my big thing. Yeah. And that was fun. Yeah, I like I we love clothing to measure progress. It's such a good one. It's such a it's we we tell everybody that joins our program you have to homework assignment you have to get a piece of clothing to measure because you know, we know that the scale is going to be a jerk at some point. Like we both had fairly smooth scale journeys. Um but but I ha- also had weeks where it completely stalled out and I didn't see any change. And so I had to be tethered to something to keep going. And that's where clothing, you know, for you is a big one for me. It, I found progress pictures to be the most fun. And I think that's because I was really, fo- as much as I was focused on losing body fat, I wanted to be fit and I liked muscle. Like I wanted to look toned or fit or whatever you want to, however you want to call it. You know, I wanted that muscle and I wanted to be leaner. And so progress pictures showed that the best for me. And um, I found it fun to every four to six weeks, that's like how long I would wait to take a new one and to compare. And not every time was it as drastic as maybe the time before, but I could see that the progress was happening. And I, you know, I think the reason it was so fun was because I wasn't focused on this number, like the scale that just didn't like it just isn't, it didn't matter. Like, yes, I wanted to see it go down over time, but at the end of it all, I wasn't, I didn't care what the numbers said. As long as I felt good in my body and I looked fit in my body, that's what I was focused on. So I chose to channel my energy into a measurement that I found to be 
fun. And so that's what I always suggest is find ways to measure progress that are fun. The Another way that I liked to do this is I liked to set myself up with sort of a like a it was like goal setting in a lot of ways for something that was in the future. So I can remember when Tom was a baby. Was it when Tom? Yeah, Tom was a baby. We were going to Vegas and I had never been. And it was like far enough out that I was like, okay, I can be feeling good by the time we go to Vegas. Like I want to be feeling good. And so I put it on a calendar. And I put it in my like closet where I got dressed every day. And I I channeled a lot of energy into feeling good for that trip. And it was fun. It, it's like uh, you could do this for a birthday. I love that. Like do it, you know, your birthday that's coming up. Um, you know, make it make it exciting for yourself. Like get excited. This is this is the really where I kind of want to close this out. Get excited about who you're becoming. Again, if you are moving without intention, if you're moving with negativity, it's not going to be fun. And so you have to reframe your brain to get excited about what you're doing. If you don't love, if you can't fall in love with the process of becoming the version of yourself that you want to become, you're probably not going to get there. And I like, I hate to be so black and white about it, but truly it's true. It's true. It's true. It is true. And so this is this, everything we've kind of talked about leads to this, the workouts, you got to love them. The food, if you don't love cooking, find it, you know, find a quicker way to get it done and habit stack it, you know, get your, rip the bandaid off, get your meal prep done and stack it with something you love, like podcasts, like I do, you know, fall in love with the fact that you still get to travel and enjoy some drinks and have some pizza um, and move your body and, you know, fall in love with the progress that you're seeing and not just the measurements, the clothing, the progress pictures, but those habits that you're showing up for, you know, putting the gold star, knowing that in, on the calendar six months from now, you've got this, you know, I don't know. Oh, what I, what is it? I was thinking about the other day. Um, we have a client getting ready for a class reunion, class reunion. And it's like, it's not for anybody, but her that she wants to feel like a rock star when she walks into that reunion. So her sights are set on that. So she's excited to see what she can feel like, you know, six months from now or however long. And, And so she's waking up with that intention every day of being excited, of loving that the habits that she knows that she's engaging in are gonna get her there to feeling good for that time. Um it's too important to skip. (laughs) You've got to learn to have fun. And I'm just gonna say I think that this is what separates us. I do. I think our program I do is fun. I have okay. So yeah. so all right. So we we hope that you've enjoyed this part of the episode. I yeah. want to tell you guys, mom and I have an announcement. We announced it on social media. Let's see. Okay, right while y'all are listening to this, we are sipping pina coladas on the beach. So be jealous about that. Um, yeah. but also we will have announced <laughs> the prior week that we are so excited, you guys. It's been a while. 
It hasn't even been that long. It feels like a while, but also we've restructured it. It it feels like it's been forever. And it's because we always do at least one in the spring and we didn't. So we had planned to not bring back a live 28 day macro challenge until fall or possibly even new year's 2024. Okay. And you know, we were just like, I kind of miss having fun. (laughs) I'm right. More of our fun. We want to have fun all the time. And the most fun thing in our business is running live 28 day macro challenges. And if you've ever done one, you're shaking your head right now, nodding, going, yep, it is fun. It's fun. You guys, there's nothing as fun as a, you get to count macros, which means that you get to eat pizza and drink wine and have your chocolate and you know, all the things and still reach your body composition goals but you're doing it with this little like girl gang group. And there's this high energy when it comes to a live challenge. So you can access like our macro content inside of our app right now and you can go through it at your own pace. We call it our self-paced, you know, challenge. But there, there's a next level about this live challenge that for one, it's got just the highest energy because you're committing to four weeks. This is what gets so many ladies started. Like if you're struggling right now to get started, like your momentum's just not there, you haven't quite, like you feel stuck, this is a perfect way to get unstuck, okay? Because it just boosts your motivation because you've got this four weeks in front of you that you are dedicating yourself to your goals, your macros, your, you know, workouts, and your gunning for a cash prize. I don't know who likes shopping money. I like shopping money. What about you? I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yep. Give me cash, all the money. Cash <laughs> prize for best overall transformation. Plus we're adding in weekly prizes. So that's fun. So supplements, gift cards, like all the things. Um, and you're doing it live. You're doing it with this group where you're all starting at the same time. You're going through the content together and we do live calls every week with me. And this is where we've kind of revamped. We've got new topics for our live calls and then we do Q&A. So you get to ask me your questions. What are you struggling with? Let me coach you. Let me give you some solutions, some help, some answers and that gets you unstuck faster and I just, we've revamped it. We've got mom's been working on the meal plan. Well, it's done. We've got the meal plan done. We've got new, a new four week workout plan, strength training. We've always done full body. This time we've got this upper lower body split with like a fifth bonus day cardio. I mean, we're going to have, we're going to have so much fun, 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 fun. so much fun, you guys. And so, yeah, as y'all are listening to this, we are uh, gearing up for going live where you guys will be able to purchase and join us. And uh, we will be running it inside of our app, but it will be like sort of a separate thing. Like you'll have your own special like group, 28 day macro challenge group, your own special like content library, like all of these things. So it's very, um, it's in the app, but it's it's separate in terms of our membership. It's kind of got its own little place, which is going to be so fun. I know we've used the, take a drink every time. We should have started the episode out with take a drink every time we say fun. I got to run the word count on this uh, after this is over. Uh, you guys, all right. I hope that you can join us for the challenge. Definitely check out in the show notes. I'll drop the website 
great. Uh, and we would love to have you. But seriously, I hope that you've got some good takeaways from this and that you know that, you know, what you're missing in your weight loss journey, it's it's fun. You've got to have fun. That That's really key. So thank you, mom, for joining you're me. You're welcome. Yeah, this was, was it? Thanks for asking. What was, I think it was fun. What do you think? It was fun. (laughs) All right, you guys, it was fun. We'll see you in the next episode. Have a good rest of your day. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of It's All About Balance. And if you did enjoy today's show, make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss a new episode. If you have not already, please connect with me on social media. I absolutely love meeting you guys and getting to know you. I will drop the links to my social in the show notes as well as our website. And I will see you guys next time.